Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 41. I'm your host, Eric, with my main man, Ron. How you doing, Ron? How are you, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. We got a uh, big news. Uh, we're now on SEC TV in Southeast Connecticut. That's public access on Channel 12. So we're excited as as well to uh, add to our family. More eyeballs. More eyeballs on us. So as we normally do, we start off with our leadoff story. And our leadoff story is uh, this week. There's actually multiple stories because we're going to discuss uh, the three games that took place last night, uh, yesterday. Uh, for Thanksgiving, the Bears at Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, and Bills at Saints. So, first game obviously was the Bills. Uh, the Bears defeated the Lions, uh, sixteen to fourteen. What do you think overall of that that first game? Uh that the Bears have a long way to go because they just barely beat Detroit. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Right, so if you look at it, a couple of things. There was a lot of discussion about Matt Nagy getting fired, and how, and then he came out how excited he was that they won the game. Listen, you beat an zero and nine team who is now zero and ten, who has found ways to lose. They double timed out at one point, where uh, ended up uh, giving them a penalty and allowing the Chicago Bears to get that uh, additional five yards, which made a third down much easier to convert to, and, and then run out the clock. Right. So. Uh, I think, honestly, listen, we knew the Lions were going to be what the Lions were. There was only one individual that believed the Lions were going to be pretty good, and that's Kenny. So we'll wish Kenny a happy birthday, by the way. It's Kenny's birthday today. Kenny, great call on the Jared Goff, Detroit Lions. Uh, your president, <laughs> they lost the game. But look, Chicago. They're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. They're in trouble. Uh, I think, uh, listen, no matter what uh, pans out, uh, from Fields and, and how he progresses. Matt Nagy's most likely not there uh, after this season. I just think the Bears are going to let it ride through. Yeah, they they said that um, they never fired a coach during the season. Season, yeah. Um, this could be the first time. I'm not sold he's going to make it through the year. Not sold on that. Yeah, yeah it, one of the interesting stats I saw, and I, I thought it was great, was Matt Nagy's like seven and one all time against Detroit, and he's like five hundred versus everybody else. I think he was like twenty six and twenty five or something to that effect uh, against all the other teams. Like, you, yes, you should be able to beat Detroit, but he, he hasn't been able to get this team to where it needed to be uh, in his entire coaching tenure. Yeah. And I'm yeah, not trying to. I'm not trying to say, listen, Matt, fire Matt Nagy. But obviously, you know, there's got to be a change there. What about on the Detroit Lions side, Sarah? Thanks for joining. Um, do you think that, you know, Campbell should be worried about his job security? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you got to give him one more year because he really had. He didn't have anything going into this season, and I don't know. How much of that is his blame? But I would, I would think that hardly any of it is his because he's not the GM, right? No, right. So, so the GM put the players on the field for him, and it was not good. So the only thing I would question: Anthony Lynn, who came over from the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, became their offensive coordinator a few weeks ago, I guess. Campbell decided he didn't like the way the offense was going. He's calling the offense plays. Their offense is atrocious. Yeah. Jared Goff, and for, to Kenny's <laughs> Jared Goff, to me, honestly, I watched more third down plays in that game where it was like third and five, and he's throwing a little, you know, one-yard pass instead of actually just looking for something that's, you know, within the first down marker. Like, there was no effort to even try to get first downs. Some of that's the play calling. They've got to make better, you know, calls on what yeah. they're doing. So I, I think he's safe to your point for now, but I, I could see Campbell not making it through next season if they continue to 
to go at this route. Let's talk about the one game. Oh, go ahead. You had something else on that game? No, I, I just I, like I said, I don't think I don't think he should be the the fall guy for this. Um, I think you got to give him another year because look, I mean, he can get the team fired up, and that's all fine and dandy. But if you don't have the talent, you ain't you ain't doing anything. No, and he agreed. doesn't have the talent. No, definitely. So you got to give him another year. Definitely. Uh, the game of the of the day yesterday was definitely that Raiders Cowboys game. The Raiders defeated the Cowboys in overtime, thirty six thirty three. Hated it. Hated that game. I hated the game. Was it the twenty eight penalties? The penalties just ruined the flow of the game. Twenty eight like, penalties. You take out all those plays with all those penalties, and there were penalties that were thrown that obviously weren't counted because it was you know denied yeah. and but it was just awful it was awful i mean i, I every play it felt like it, there was a penalty on the play it, it it was just brutal it was brutal and yeah. yes in between those flags there was a good game but all in all i hated it it was just way too many flags and so, it's not the rest fault no, although no, some of did. them were <laughs> i mean again we we Officiating, you could go either way and, and criticize sometimes, but you know, yeah. overall, you, you're talking about a split second to make a decision. I, I think overall, though, you got to start to be concerned about how the Cowboys are playing. Oh, Most, oh my God! We're yeah. the last four. Listen, we've talked about them fixing the running game and getting Zeke more involved. They can't seem to figure it out how to do that. I understand they've had some, you know, injuries, guys out with you know the COVID situation with Cooper, and then C.D. Lamb being out yesterday. But you're still seeing the same trends of they just can't figure out a way to win games. And I, to me, it feels like McCarthy's the reason that this team is not going to succeed in the playoffs. I mean, um, Mike, Mike I, McCarthy doesn't seem like, listen, I, you know, the one year he did win it, it was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He, so he had to talk about And I'm not saying Dak Prescott's not a very good quarterback because he is. But you also got to start to question – McCarthy and some of his decision makings and how this team, you get 14 penalties. That's usually a result of bad coaching uh, and not being disciplined. Yeah. And, and we, we went through some of that, you know, in like the first four or five games with new England. And then you started to see them figure it out. This is something that is just starting to, to spurn for the, for the, um, the Cowboys. the Dallas Cowboys, but it shouldn't be at this point of the year. And that is definitely a discipline problem. And I think he needs to rein it in before it gets carried away because it was pretty ugly. Some of those penalties were just stupid. Yeah. You expect it from the Raiders. The Raiders predominantly have been uh, an organization that has, right. has always had penalties, just bad plays. I mean, they're known for it. It's it's right. it's common. The Cedar Cowboys, who are supposed to be this, you know, high-powered offense in in this this team that is a potential contender for the Super Bowl. What you saw yesterday, I'm not as impressed. Uh, I think they're still gonna they're gonna have some struggles in the NFC, especially if they play that way. Yeah, and if they don't get home field advantage, it's going to be really ugly. I mean, because like. I mean, we know they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they should. Yeah, but well, the if Eagles you're are creeping the four up. Seed, the Eagles are creeping up. They may not win the division. <laughs> yeah, the I saw that. I saw so, the five I mean, and six. The Eagles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a possibility. What about the light? The late game. The Bills crushed the Saints, thirty-one-six. Oh, uh, the Saints are bad. Jekyll and Hyde, though. L- listen, if you look at sometimes the Saints. The Saints' problem is this. I, I, To me, I don't know why Taysom Hill isn't quarterbacking, and I don't know if he's hurt, and, and that might be something I missed. But Jameis Winston, as much as we criticized him, had this team at 5-2. and two. Right, right. So you can see that with the quarterback play, you know, with Simeon, that they've definitely taken a step back. And at some point, you've got to decide to make a change. I think Sean Payton needs to really start to look at it and say, what do I do? to get this team back on track. The Buffalo Bills, to me, still, I, I mean, as as impressive as a win of 31-6, to six, 
they played down to their competition a lot of times. They've lost some bad games. They've lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost to the Houston Texans. Yep. yep. You can't expect to win a, the playoffs in the playoffs if you're going to perform that way. So we're going to have to see if Josh Allen, who's definitely have having a bad year this year, he's not the same Josh Allen he was last year. Yeah, he threw a couple of picks yesterday. A couple of picks yesterday. And you yeah. play a good team who capitalizes on those on those turnovers, they're going to lose those games, especially in December, in January, during the playoffs. Right, and New Orleans couldn't do that because they had no quarterback. Exactly. Their offense is not equipped right now to honestly, you know, do anything. But um, overall, listen, two out of the three games were at least interesting to the end. Uh, I thought the NFL did a really good job uh, with, with some of the scheduling here. Um, I do question the fact, and I think there's actually a petition starting to go out there as to why Detroit, the Detroit Lions have to host. It's been like since 1934. They really haven't been relevant ever. <laughs> that <laughs> it's time to just start to say, listen, let's let's give them a break because their poor fans have to sit in front of a tube every Thanksgiving and watch their team lose. Well, they almost didn't. Almost. They, I mean, hand shoes and hand grenades, isn't it? The expression almost. Hey, faceless. Thanks for joining. All right, let's move on to the NFL. The and a big game this weekend uh, for the New England Patriots. So they host the Tennessee Titans this Sunday. Um, and this game is going to obviously have some playoff implications. First place in the AFC could be on the line. Uh, obviously, New England overtake, uh, taking over AFC uh, in the East again. Um, so overall, from this game, what's some of the keys that you're going to really focus on for, for the New England Patriots? Um, well, with Henry not there, um, I'd really like to see them squash any deep threat. If you can contain them and only give them short yardage, look, that's 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 a gimme for the Patriots. I, I, I. I don't know how Tennessee is going to beat the Patriots. And it's weird for me to even say that at this point. But I, I don't see it happening. Like, because you're going to have to have, you have to have a running game to to do any damage to the Patriots. Yeah. So obviously Henry being out definitely helps the Patriots. But what I would say is this. As a team overall, New England's third defensively, sixth against the pass, ninth against the rush. So they've definitely started to figure out how to how to slow down the run. The green, uh, the Cleveland Browns were actually one of the best rushing teams in the league, and New yeah, England was yeah. able to contain them for the most part. If you can make Ryan Tannehill the reason they have to beat you, listen, Tennessee is 21st overall in passing yards. Not very good. Tannehill, 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He has been sacked 31 times, which is the tied for the most with Justin Fields in the NFL. New England is fourth overall in, in, in sacks with 28 sacks as a team. Listen, get the pressure on this team. Continue to try to make Tannehill beat you. He's going to make some mistakes. That's where the, 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 the turnover factor comes into play. And then the offense, honestly, listen, Tennessee's a very good defensive team against the rush. Fifth overall. Right. Uh, but 23rd against the pass. Right. Mac Jones, here's another game where we're, we need him to continue to his growth, step yep. up, and make sure that he's getting those passes. I mean, his his uh, completion percentage right now is, if he continues at this pace, he's going to be the all-time <laughs> leader in completion percentage as a rookie. Yeah. And yeah. so you think about it. He's smart with the, his decisions. They're going to give you, obviously, opportunities since they're one of the worst in the league. With the pass, heavy pass game, listen, you, you, you're going to still be able to run a little bit, but then defensively create those turnovers, get pressure on Tannehill, make him make mistakes. We know he will. See, the thing I like about the Patriots running game, though, is that you really have three dimensions to it. Yep. Because you have the screenplay that is essentially a run and the Patriots do that so well 
And when you have, especially like Bolden, I, I wish it was white, but it's Bolden in that role right now. On that third down, that's a big that's a big play for the Patriots, I think, in this game. Because that's going to be their running plays, is the screens. And, and so you're going to be looking at Lewis, and you're going to be looking at Bolden to do most of that. And then you're going to look for, for uh, Stevenson to really pound the ball and wear down that line. And that's what they're going to use to break down that defense so those passes will will work. And then later on the game, hopefully you have the game in control and then you can just keep pounding the ball and yeah. Tennessee could be too tired and, by then. And there was a stat I heard today that I thought was uh, was great for New England. If you look at the two-headed monster at running back with Harris and, and Ramondre Stevenson, they actually have the same amount of lot of yards as a Derrick Henry. Uh, same amount of touchdowns. So if you think about it, listen. Well, that's right? interesting, right? If you can, if you can continue to, so we consider Derrick Henry the best running back in the game. Obviously, with him being hurt, you can see the the deficiencies. Both of these guys should be playing Sunday. Here's a really good opportunity for them to to continue to drive, you know, run the ball, drive two headed beast, right? So just let's let they do. Uh, we'll we'll do our prediction uh, later on in the show for this game, but this is a big game. I'm excited. This is one of those. Games this we haven't had huge. in a while in New England. I mean, when you think about it, if the Patriots win this game, they are the top seed. In the AFC, yep. Right. Like, three, four weeks ago, that wasn't even a thought. We were hoping that they made the playoffs. Thanks for joining. Right? So, yeah, we're, we're so, you know, they what was it? Two and four, the world's ending, five straight victories. And now they have an opportunity to really start to put a stamp hold on the division in the conference if they can win this game. Because the following week, it's Buffalo. Yeah. So, again, back-to-back really tough games, important games. So we'll have to see. But speaking of important games, were there any games of interest for Week 12 that you're looking forward to oh besides obviously this Patriot game? This week is packed with them. It is packed with them. I mean, yeah, a ton of good games. Yes, I, I won't give the the better ones first, but um, a, a minor game that is interesting is Minnesota San Francisco. Both teams are five and five now, and you love Minnesota. I don't love Minnesota. You, I just I think they Minnesota in every week. It's I do. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. Because I'm still hanging in there for them to make the playoffs. And if okay. they win this game, that's a step towards it. It is. I give you that. Like okay. right now, as of right now, I really only have two misses. And that is Cleveland and the Giants. That's it. And the Cleveland Browns you have going to the Super Bowl. So that's a big miss. Well, that's a – yeah, that's a problem. But Okay. But go ahead. But I'm not the only one that had Cleveland going to the Super Bowl. I I like that. I like it. I had uh, one of my games, uh, the Steelers-Bengals. Yep. I thought that was – so Steelers at the Bengals. That's a big game. That is a major game in that that division. So Because the the other two teams in the division are playing each other. It's Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore. So that 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 whole division can change. Right. So so my hopes is that Baltimore loses – and well, I I have a little special thing for for Cincinnati because they've been dogs for so long. Uh, I'd like them to win, but Pittsburgh is one of my playoff teams, so I need them to win. Yeah. So again, I had both of those games, and I agree with you that uh, that whole division could could be uh, completely different after Sunday. Imagine if they all tied. Oh, gee, do not. We talked about no ties. No ties in the NFL. Watch oh last week's baseball. That no would be hilarious. That would that would that would be hilarious if they tied both those games. I had the Buccaneers at the Colts. One yes. of my other games. I, I do have that one as well. Game. Listen, Colts are playing good football. Six Jonathan and five. Taylor, right? Jonathan Taylor last week, five touchdowns, two hundred yards rushing. I mean, if you if he can get that team, I wouldn't want to play. They're hot right now. They're playing because really first good of all, Jonathan Taylor might be might be the best running back in the conference right now. He's the best running back in the league. He leads the league in Russia now. So, listen, we know Tampa Bay has a very good run defense, but, yeah. again, 
some turnovers, good young defense. We talked about them on our preview show way back in the day that yep. the Colts have a very good defense. Yeah. They could give Tom Brady some problems here. Listen, the Bucs haven't wowed me all season. There's been games where they've looked really good. There's been games they don't look so good. If they go into this game and they're, they're playing subpar. They haven't wowed me team. since they just barely beat the Patriots. Right? That's so, when they stopped wowing me. Big opportunity. But for it's not playoff time. So no, playoffs and again, are that's, different. we know how Tom is in the playoffs. What about the, I had the Rams at the Packers. I thought of that's course. a really fun game. That that's a game now. The NFC, here we go. And the you you, you got to feel bad for the Rams because they're playing really good football. But the Cardinals just continue to to roll along, so they haven't been able to take over the division. This is a big game for them. They're they're a wild card team right now. It's all part of the plan. All part of the plan. I said Arizona was going to win the division. They're playing possum, the Rams. Then they're just going to come strike. alive in the playoffs. They're going to strike. What other game did you have? Do you have another game? And the only other game I had was the, the Chargers at Denver. Um, because the Chargers need to win this game to go to seven and four. Uh Denver, if they win this game, they stay in the hunt at six yeah. and five. So there's a lot on the line for these two teams. And neither team can afford to lose a division game right now. No, agreed. Agreed. Any division game at this point now is going to be crucial for most like, teams. The, the, and this I think week the, is littered with great games, and then yeah. it's littered with some poop. I, I know, what was the game? And I don't know if you have it up uh, with the Jets. The Jets they're they're both two and eight. I can't remember. Uh, that yeah, that's the Jets and um, oh, Jacksonville. Maybe I don't remember. Hold on, I'm going to check that real quick. I I think. I'm pretty sure. Is it the Jets yeah, in Miami? Texan. Jets, oh, Texans. Texans. That's what it is. So, again, that's that's to get that second pick overall. That game, I know we always – but you're thinking about draft status now. Detroit's pretty much locked up number one. Okay, you look at some of these teams now, and it's like you've got to wonder, what were they thinking not trying to get a quarterback in the draft? Oh, the quarterback you know, did pick. Listen, we've seen some bad quarterback play from the rookies – and the one guy that slipped to number 15 right now has looked like the best rookie quarterback out of the group. Yeah. And it was funny. The other day I was watching uh, or I was listening to a pot, one of our podcasts, and we would. it was right after the draft, and you talked about Trevor Lawrence being the best quarterback that got drafted. And it was just – and again, I would have said the same thing. If you looked at on – I tape, said that? Yes, you did. Episode it wasn't 11. Trey – it wasn't Trey um... – No. I, I, if you we, we talked about the draft – Episode 11, and you uh, basically was like, Trevor Lawrence, we said, what about the Jacksonville pick? You said they got the best quarterback. Yeah. Right, at I, number yeah, one. I, I and mean, I'm not saying, listen, you weren't wrong, though, because no, if you looked at it, it you're, you're correct. You just that's went to a bad what, organization. Yeah, that's, again, that's, that's what happens. When you're, when you're one, listen, whoever goes and get drafted next season, they're going to the Lions. They're going to the Jets. They're going to the Dolphins. These teams have not been good. No. So it's not one play is not going to turn around a franchise. It's going to it takes years usually unless you have a, a, a genius of a head coach and general manager. This Bill is Belichick. why last week I mentioned it's like how how did the other 31 teams in the league allow Bill Belichick to that's get a quarterback? And that's why he's a genius. That's why he continues to to dominate the league. It's like how do you do that? How did how did a team like New Orleans or Atlanta not choose a quarterback? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't Kyle understand Pitts. it. Kyle Pitts. Carolina. No, we're going to no. go get Sam Donald. He's our yeah. savior because he, he did he, so well in New York. Yeah. He didn't have a track record. Uh, once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, uh, tune in live every Friday night at 6 p.m. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, Podcast, Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify. We are now on SEC TV in Southeast Connecticut. That's a public access channel 12. Uh, if you like what you see, we are going to be, we're pre recorded here. So you'll see us after the fact. You can tune in live on Friday nights if you enjoy what you see, 6 p.m on those on those formats and join us follow us subscribe a lot of different ways a lot of different uh things coming towards you with spots unfolded 
Ron, it's triple play time, my friend. Well, before that, let me oh, answer uh, Sarah's question about yeah, uh, who's fighting tomorrow. UFC. So the main card is Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. So it's nobody like, you know, that's Aldo. Gonna... Aldo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's nobody really on the card that's going to jump out and say, you know, you wow. got to watch this. Wow. So Brad Rydell versus uh, Raphael Fiziev, Jimmy Crute versus J- Jama Hall. It's like me doing hockey Hill, right now. And Brendan Allen versus Chris Curtis. So, so those that's your answer, Sarah, for for the card tomorrow on UFC. See, got all the answers. You are you are just a wealth I'm, of knowledge. I'm on the ball. You are a wealth of knowledge. I feel like you, I'm dying, but I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm on the don't ball. Not on the air, man. That'd be a little. No, bit. no, no. That would okay, be terrible. Don't do that. All right, triple play time, my friend. <laughs> so, how we came up with this triple play this week was. Obviously, yesterday was Thanksgiving, a lot going on, a lot of people passing out food. So I called that the assist, the, the Thanksgiving assist. You are passing out. Hey, let me get those. So basically, the score right. is uh, thanking these guys. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're feeding these guys the ball. Right. So our top three assist leaders currently in the NBA. Chris Paul, Trey Young and James Harden. We're going to have to start one. Bench one and now we just one. basing it on assists. That's how I did it. Because then you just go top to bottom. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. Well, I approaching it. I'm I'm approaching it a little differently. You always do, my friend. That's why. That's I why mean, because when work. you're talking assists, I mean, you got three guys that know how to dish the ball. Thanksgiving so, assist. You fed them their turkey. You fed it. Yeah, yeah. Assisted. I them. am taking young. Trey Young is Trey going Young? to start for me. Wow. Because I love it. He's a youngster. He has a long career ahead of him. Long career. Um, I don't know if if Harden and Paul can even get out of bed one day. Wow. So especially Harden. He's got a lot of miles. You know, so I'm taking Trey Young and he's going to be dishing the plates, dishing the food, dishing okay. the ball. For a long, long time to come, at least right. another 15 years. Can't say that about either of the other two. Maybe four or five. Maybe. Okay. So, so who you benching? Uh, then I got to bench Chris Paul. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I think, I think Harden is probably the best player of the three, but. He's up there, and he's got a lot of miles, and I'll take the other guys over and you're him. Cutting James Harden. Okay. Cutting James Harden. I thought I'd never hear myself say that. So I looked at it this way. I looked at their career assist total. So if I want if I want to make sure I'm getting my turkey, my stuffing, my cranberry sauce assisted to me every year consistently, what have you done over your career? So that makes Chris Paul my starter because every year I'm getting my Thanksgiving fillings. There's no doubt about it. My man's going to assist me. He's 9.4 assists in his career average. Yep. yep. Trey Young is my bench. 8.9 assists. So, again, I'm still getting my meal. I'm still getting. I want my meal. Thanksgiving. My man's assisting me. But that means I cut James Harden. 6.6 assists. You know why? Because he wants to eat more than he wants to actually assist. Right. He's more about scoring. He isn't going to give me my turkey. He's going to eat my turkey. He's going to take my stuffing, my mac and cheese, and it's just going to go out the window. So I don't want cranberry him. Cranberry sauce. I don't want him anywhere near my table on Thanksgiving because he's not giving me an assist. No. And, you know, like you've got the same two guys. It was tough for me to choose. Yeah. So I went with the youth. That's the only, yeah. like, he's no, got, got a long he's way gonna to go. He's going to pass it out longer. But Chris Paul, master at it. He is. He's, he's a good player. He is. It's amazing uh, how he hasn't able to win yeah what geez ron you're just throwing some shots today hey it's my hockey guy it's hockey time let's get into some nhl and we're going to discuss these three struggling teams the new york islanders the chicago blackhawks and the montreal canadians 
Which one of these is the most surprising and which team do you think has the opportunity to improve? Thank you. For okay. The so that is pretty easy. I think the biggest surprise on how poorly they've been playing is clearly the New York Islanders. Okay. I agree. Um, it's, it's, losses. it's not even close. Like, first of all, first of all, um, Montreal is not a surprise. I knew they were going to stink. And so, the reason why I threw them in there, the if you looked at it this way, they were Stanley Cup finals, right? They right. went to the Stanley Cup finals. And I'm not saying they were a great team, but you didn't think they'd be struggling this poorly? Oh, I did. Did you? I did. I absolutely did. 29 overall? I thought the only two teams they would beat out would be Ottawa and Buffalo. And they're five, what, five, 14 and two right now, Montreal. Right. So we'll just and, take them off the board. And, they are what they express. Carey Price and, being out hurts. Yeah. And don't worry, Montreal, because Buffalo's playing poorly like they're supposed to be. And they'll be below you pretty soon. <laughs> so that leaves the Islanders, who you were very high on, right? Five, they're five, I thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup, yeah. to be honest with you. They're five, nine and two, minus 19 overall on the points for against. Yeah. Um, what's some of their struggles? Seven straight um, losses. So they were five, five, two, and two. They look like they were at least a, a, a decent team, and have, the wheels have fallen off the bus. Yeah, they look. They have struggled in every every part of the game. To be honest with you, like there, there's nothing that hasn't gone right. To be honest, like their their defense isn't playing well. They've got injuries, actually. Um, what's his face there? Pollock is has been out. So that in itself, and you would think that wouldn't be such a big deal with the addition of Chara, but not doing what you expected him to do. Chara might be in his last year. Sometimes guys hang on a little too long, just a little, and he you might know, be that, he might be on that at that pace. The, the guy that I'm thinking might have held on a little too long, too, is Marc-Andre Fleury um, with the Chicago Blackhawks. If you think about when we when we did our NHL preview show, we talked about how excited this would be for Chicago because that was one of their deficiencies last season. Yeah. And 6-11-2 right now, minus 21 and uh, points for against. Not particularly well. 63 goals allowed as a team. Yeah, I had high hopes for them, but it's not a surprise because they were pretty bad last year. And I mean, Flory should have should have been the one to to change the direction and that's not happening and again, he could be in that same situation as Achara. Yeah. This might, might be, be the end for his career. Might be it. Might be it. And, and you're looking at two teams that that aren't doing enough on special teams. They're not doing enough five-on-five. They're they're just not doing enough, period. It's like, let let Frank come in and score the goals, but guess what? Frank isn't playing today. And you can't just say somebody else is going to pick it up because I'm not. You have to go out there and and play, and, and and this is no different when we're going to be talking about the next team. Yeah, you, know, yeah. It, you can it, bring it, that picture up. Bring it up, man. That this it's, team it's, is your it's, team. This it's is your all, team, Ron. It's so all the same thing. I had to. You I know, had to bring this up. So they lost today, right? Four to two against the Rangers. Oh, it was ugly. Was it five? Like, I think they got was it five. Did they end up scoring a late goal? Because I know it was four two. The yeah. last I saw it. Yeah, they gave up an empty net goal. Empty net at the so five two. Bruins lose today. Ten and seven on the season at twenty points. 53 goals for 49 against what's the problem with this team that they can't stay consistent. I think they've had a game winning streak, but other than that, it's been, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They can't seem to get consistently on track. You know, uh, the, the problem with this team is very simple. They expect someone to turn the light switch on whenever they want to. And it's not happening like it doesn't happen like that. This is the NHL. Like Jeez, any team can thanks win. For the, thanks for the bits. Yeah, turd mistress also. Yep. 
Um, you know, when you uh, you can't just turn the light switch on and expect to win. And so, that's what the Bruins sometimes go into this mode. And it's like, you know, it's like all and, and they're all guilty of it. You know, so like you see, like five question. minutes, five minutes left in the game today. They like they flipped the switch and they just started playing great. Yeah. But that's too late. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta play consistent hockey throughout the game. So you can't come in second period and take the period off like they do every yeah. single game. Can can I? They remind me of another team in Boston. That's the Celtics. The Celtics seem to do the same thing a lot of times. But let me ask you this: Taylor Hall, we expected a lot from right. They they re-signed him. Good contract. He's not Krejci. Not having Krejci on that second line is that hurting them? Can that could that be some of the problem that they're just not getting that production out of the second line? Marshawn's still leading the team in goals and points, right? You're still seeing that. Yeah, Bergeron, you know, I think is second. But Hall, we really expected to take a, a big step, wanting to be in Boston, signing that contract again. Could he be the problem with this team right now? At least not for, for um, not a the whole thing, but a a, a, a chunk of it. I'm not going to say it's because Krejci isn't there. I think you got two guys on a line with a guy that's a grinder. So you have Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall who like controlling the puck and dishing it off for somebody to score. And the weird part about it is I've never known Hall to be that kind of a player, but since he's since he's started this season, that's what he's become. He hasn't been shooting. And Charlie Coyle is probably the best player on that line. And he doesn't like to shoot, and he's got a great shot. And he like the last couple of games, though, he has started to put some – goals in and you can see that shot is nice so so if charlie coyle can be a little selfish and take the shot then take it because this line is capable of doing a lot with coyle and hall like they complement each other so well but i don't even think they realize it yeah and and that's that's part of the chemistry kind of thing right that's what Krejci had with hall and that's what made Hall so good because Krejci knew that, you know, Charlie Coyle is a different kind of player. Like Charlie, Coyle, I love Charlie Coyle's game, but it if he's not selfish, that line isn't going to score goals. And it's not going to be Felino that's going to get the goals on that line. So, and I liked that they moved Craig Smith with DeBrus and Nosek. The only problem with that is Nosek isn't isn't a scoring center. And this is why I really want Studnika back because if Studnika goes with those two players, oh that's just wonderful. Or Studnika with with um Hall and Coyle. Yeah, because I, I when he was up for those two games when Craig Smith was out, he played great on that line, and it was wonderful, you know. But this, but there's got to be consistency. This this team right now is just, I don't know, it's just blah, because nobody is taking it upon themselves. It's just, it's just Marchand and and Bergeron that yeah. seems to be like everywhere all the time. You know, and and Pasternak is is always putting himself in a position to shoot, and that's fine. But somebody else has to do something. They can't just go through the motions and let that line do it because that's not how it's going to be done. Yeah. No, I think the Bruins will turn it around. I just, again, I think. Uh, oh yeah, they will. Like you said once the chemistry starts to really mesh. Um, well, I think you've already seen fun. you've already seen a change on defense. Clifton has played horrible this year. He played great last year, you know, in a limited role. 
But he has been replaced, I don't know, for like the last five games with Zaboro. And Zaboro is, he's starting to come along, and I'm really starting to like that kid. And I wish they would put him on the first line. So speaking of somebody you don't like, let's move on to some NBA. Let's put up this man's picture because I know you love this man. One oh of my favorite God. basketball I can't, I can't players of all time. This guy. There it is, young man. Love games. Got an uh, altercation with uh, Isaiah Stewart uh, a couple nights ago. Ended up getting suspended for a game. Stewart for two games. Yeah. Stewart was obviously uh, had a bloody eye. Was a little more upset about the whole situation. LeBron is kind of downplaying it, saying he shouldn't have been suspended at all. Did the NBA get it right? One game for LeBron, two games for Isaiah Stewart. And take uh, the bias out of this. I, I, I don't – like, if I take – if I take what happened – like, I looked at that play, I don't know, a dozen times maybe, trying to figure out if there was any intent. And right. you can't yeah. really tell. I – look – I didn't see that it was on purpose, but there was certainly something said afterward. You know, because I I I saw LeBron just like pointing to him and saying something. I don't know what he said, but he said something, and maybe that's why he got the suspension. And if he said something, then maybe he deserved to get that one game because that I was think, that was pretty bad. That I cut. think you kind of see the frustration with the Lakers organization with LeBron James. It's not going to be easy this year. Uh, the Westbrook move didn't seem to help. Carmelo there. Uh, we talked about it. Sec Nine, thanks for joining. Right, so many different aspects of of that team and what we were expecting them to be. They are not. Yeah. And LeBron's missed some games. Uh, I think that was. I you know what? There's a lot of people that say it was intentional. And I think his that was the frustration and his part of them not playing well. You're playing a Detroit Pistons team, which you should not have lost to. They've lost to OKC a couple times now. Like, they've lost to some bad teams. Yeah. It's not even like you go, they're sitting there playing the top echelon teams, and, and that's why they're losing. LeBron James is what LeBron James is. Listen, he's got he's got a lot of mileage on that body. He can't carry a team but neither can any of these other guys, maybe Anthony Davis, if he stays healthy. But again, that's you're asking for 30 plus year old men who have played a lot of basketball to continue to win. You're starting to see the frustration. I thought that's what that happened. I thought Isaiah Stewart got a little ridiculous with the, the charge and trying to get through. Yeah. And, uh, so the right. two games. And he deserved the two games. That, yeah. that, that was, that Listen, was good. I get it. You were pissed off. You got a bloody eye. I get it. But then you're knocking over coaches and security guys and, like, yeah. Listen. Like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not sure what LeBron was saying to him when he was walking towards him. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been, you know, maybe pointing at him and telling the referee he needs to check him out. He's cut. Like, like say, he could have said that. Yeah, right? He could have said, "Oh, you're bleeding." Ew. You know. I mean, <laughs> it could have been that he's like bleeding on the floor. You gotta, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he said. But for what happened, I don't think he deserved a suspension unless something was said after no. that point. And Agreed. I don't know. Agreed. Let's uh, let's go on to face-off time, my friend. I can't believe I was just defending him. I know. That's pretty – wow. We got to write this show down. Episode 41, Ron. Change that's it. That's I retire. It. You changed your colors. <laughs> LeBron James, now one of your favorite players. Um, no. Face-off. So, for my Giants fans out there, my man Mickey, he always watches religiously uh, and always chimes in. Uh, do you think the firing of Jason Garrett will benefit the New York Giants for the rest of the season? One of us has to be for this firing, and one is against the firing. So, I will, since you're first, I will let you pick which one you want to defend. Uh, so, for them firing? For them firing or against them firing Jason Garrett? And it helps. And it helps them. Bro, there's probably not a way to argue this. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. Because the Giants suck. <laughs> I, I guess four. Okay, so you're for the firing. All right, I'm I'll be for against the firing. it. I'll be against it. All right, whenever you're ready, go ahead. All right, first of all, this offense can't get out of its own way. Okay, it's been like this from day one this season. And... Despite, despite 
Daniel Jones looking like he belongs in the league. The play calling has just been so bad and so unproductive that nothing is happening. Like, you can put up all the yards you want, but if you don't get any results for any of these yards, like, hey, if you're going to go 50, 60 yards every time you have a possession but never score, then there's something wrong, and that's play calling. Okay. You know, it, it eventually uh, comes down to play calling. And frankly, I don't think they went deep enough. I think they should have fired a whole bunch of coaches. So that's that's my point. So I'm against this firing because they should have just went across the board. Joe Judge, who's talked about how disciplined they are, one of the worst disciplined teams in the league. Defensively, not very good. Well, Jason Garrett has nothing to do with that. That was Gettleman. supposed to be their strong point. Yeah, Gettleman, who's their GM, has picked players that have not fit with this entire system since he's been a New York Giants general manager. So to me, it should have been across the board. If you're going to do it, just do it. Like firing Jason Garrett, yes, he ran an inept offense. They weren't very good. They weren't being productive. He also dealt with a number one draft pick in Saquon Barkley who can't even stay on the field. No. Right? So, again, bad pick uh, for them three years ago. Uh, Jason Garrett inherited that. He gives him Galladay. And in Tony and all these guys that aren't very productive on the field. So to me, Gettleman should have been the one fired before Jason Garrett and get him some talent to see what he could do. Um, was he a very good head coach with the Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely not. But listen, Joe Judge isn't doing a much better job with the Giants. So to me, it should have been across the board. Should have been across the board. So Jason Garrett, they're not going to be any better firing him. Well, they could be. We're going to find could. out this week. We will. Absolutely. Pick and roll time, my friend. Pick and roll. Pick and roll. Pick so episode 41, and we've done this a few times now. We're gonna we're gonna pick these all-time number 41s in their career and how we would rank them. So that would be Dirk Nowitzki, Tom Siva, Wes Unselt. Um I, <laughs> I forget to, the number to Eddie Matthews and Glenn Rice. Hold on so, one second. So those are, <laughs> those are your five guys. From top, from bottom to top, who's your who's your number five, Ron? You're up. Yeah, just get one second here. All right, so number five, number five is alive. Um, it's you, short circuit reference. Man. I'm gonna go with Glenn Rice as number five. Uh, <laughs> I know he has 18.3 points per game, 4.4 bo- uh, boards, 2.1 assists. Two-time All-NBA, three-time All-Star, and one championship to his credit. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, when you gave me the names, I was like, "Who the hell is Glenn Rice?" I forgot all about him. Like <laughs> Glenn Rice, man, Michigan days, right? So Back in college, I love. So Glenn I forgot Rice. about him. So that to me was a sign that he should be last. Okay. Uh, number four, I went with Wes Unseld. Okay. Um, even though he only averages ten point eight points, the rebounds, rebounds. He gets fourteen boards, and I'll take that double double over Glenn Rice's eighteen any day of the week. Gotcha. Um, five-time All Star, uh, one-time champ, one-time MVP, MVP. Um, so I put him at number four. Then it was. This is where it became very tricky. Mm-hmm. What do you value more? Yeah, and I'm still I'm still trying to figure out if I got it right. Um, and I'm not sure I do, but I went Dirk Nowinski number three. Wow. Okay. Uh, fourteen time All Star. Yeah. Fourteen. Not bad. 12-time All-NBA, one yep. championship, one MVP, uh, 20.7 points per game, seven and a half rebounds. I mean, he did everything that he could for that team. Yeah, he got him one championship. Yeah. The Miami Heat. With uh, probably the, the best player to ever play on that team as of right now. There could be one guy that might move forward. Yeah, Lu- Luca. Yeah. yeah. I don't know you Number two, I went with Eddie Matthews. Okay. 
Uh, the third baseman, 12-time All-Star, two-time champ, two-time champ. And I know I usually put that ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears> but it wasn't public. so far ahead of everybody else is what I'm saying. Yep. 512 home runs. Yes, pretty impressive. 200, 271 batting average. average. Yeah. Uh, 1,509 runs scored, 1,453 in RBI. That Those are just incredible yeah, no, he, numbers. He, he one of the best, numbers. probably one of the best third basemen to ever play. Luna, thanks for joining. Maybe top, All right. maybe top two. All right. I like where this is heading. Go ahead. Number and one, number one Tom was Seaver. the late, great Tom, Tom Seaver. 12-time All-Star. He won a championship. He won three Cy Young Awards. Three, yes. <laughs> and in my book, that kind of is like winning an MVP. Pretty, yep. Um, and three ERA championship. Yeah. Champion. Oh, what, ERA titles. Titles. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of that. He also won a Rookie of the Year, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like, his numbers are just so great. Like, all no, the wins and 311 wins, 205 losses, 2.86 ERA. Like his numbers, he's looked, he's one of those pitchers that if you got to watch him pitch in your lifetime, you saw something pretty great. Yeah. No, he was a very good pitcher. Very so, good pitcher. So I, like I went with Tom Stever. No, I love it. I love it. Listen, we had the five and one the same. So I'm not going to read the numbers because you already did that. Thank you very much. But I had Glenn Rice at five. Again, out of all the guys. Um, Eddie Matthews, though, I had it at four. Yep. And I liked I liked what he did. But, I, I mean, again, 271 batting average. I kind of just, eh. Wes Unsold, I love the double-double. I do, too. And that's why it was really it was really tough. Two, Kenny, through, two through four was tough. And Kenny, happy birthday, by the way. He loves the pick and roll. We love the pick and roll. I had at two. Dirk. Yeah. And I just I, thought, yeah, look, his number 14 and 12 uh, on the All-Stars and All-NBA. So I, <laughs> you kept flipping. <laughs> that number right there has been crossed out three times. <laughs> I've had him at I've had him at three. I've had him at one. I had him at two. Yeah. Yeah. I almost put him at one. Um, and I, I thought Tom Seaver's numbers. So the funny thing, though, I did notice if you if you are a great player and won number 41, you didn't win many championships. No. Most of these guys didn't get many championships at all. So no, I that was that's too bad. They deserved more. As I was going well, At least four of them did. Once again, if you enjoy what you're seeing, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I love the Twitter. Roll. Uh, we are. Um, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting Our on Twitter. Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Podcasts. If you don't have time to watch, Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify. Now we're going to be on SEC TV every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Check us out. That's channel 12 on your public access on Comcast Cable. So we are making some moves. Sports and Fold is coming to a neighborhood near you. Let us know how we do. And if you enjoy what you're seeing, watch us live on Friday nights at 6 p.m. on those formats that we just discussed. Ron, prediction time. Oh, all you UK please. Fans out there, you might we want got, to stick we, around for this. We, we, we got one for you today, but last week we tied two two. Really? So, yeah, we tied again, my friend. We seem to be uh, on that trend lately. All right, let's start off with some hockey, and we've got the on the twenty eighth, the Washington Capitals at the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, I'm gonna go with Carolina at home. Uh, yeah. They're playing better, Carolina. Hockey. All right, how about on the 30th of Wait, November? That, did you pick Carolina? Yes, I said oh, I had, yeah. me as well. Yes. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets at the Nashville Predators. I'm going to go Columbus. Okay. I was going to go Columbus too. Now you kind of see, we're going to do the same thing again. Here we go. We'll get something different in there. NBA on the 27th. So tomorrow night, Phoenix at Brooklyn. Okay, so the two Just games we're doing both have Phoenix. Yes, they do. Now, the chances of Phoenix losing both of them are slim. Okay. 
So this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm going to go Nets. Okay. For this one. And I'm going Warriors the next one, right? No, you're going Phoenix to beat the Warriors. Okay. I'm going Warriors. I like it. All right, we got a different one here. We got a different one. Although I should probably just go with Suns with the both of them. Yeah. And hope that they win one of them. You didn't do it. I know. So Nets and Suns. So okay, Nets over the Suns and then Suns over. Golden I got the State. Warriors over the Suns. And check us out, uh, our NBA rankings. We, what do you have in the Suns, Nets? I'm picking the Nets. Okay. All right. NFL. Oh, so you're. So you're thinking the Suns are going to lose both? Oh, I did. I did pick it that way. Yes. Ooh, All right. That's, that's dangerous. True. That is. NFL right. on the twenty eighth this Sunday, Tennessee at New England. New England. New England. I'm very confident in that. I'm going Titans. You do that. You seem to pick against the Patriots and, and you worked. lose every and time. It's worked. And it's worked. I'll I'll take this loss on prediction every time. If I I would take that all day. How about the LA Rams at Green Bay? Good game. Very good game. I'm gonna go to the Rams. I'm going Green Bay with his COVID toe. Aaron Rodgers. His COVID toe. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right, UK it's fans out there. On the 28th, so this Saturday, right? Sunday, this Sunday. Chelsea versus Manchester United. Who do you got? Well, Chelsea's given up, what, like four goals all season so far? Uh, This is tough. Manchester United is good, but I'm going to go Chelsea. All right, I'll go Manchester United. Just because... Come on, all you UK folks. Where's big, granddad when you need him? Big, big Turn college mistress, I know you're from there. The What's game. Your thought? November 27th. Number two, Ohio State at number five, Michigan. Have I been right on all of these? No, bro. Not, well, college for the most part. I think you've been off here or there. But it, I don't we, know we, if we, I've been off because I've gone home team every time, and I think I've won every one of them. Okay. So is that where you're going? No. Okay. This I'm is going to be Michigan. my this is going to be my first time going of visiting team, and I'm going to go Ohio State. All right. And I'm going Michigan. So we got a few on here that we didn't agree. So we got five games. There's no way to yeah. tie it. No way to tie it this week. I love it. Uh once again, uh how we end our show every week is Ooh, we I do could a have final. picked a draw for that soccer game. Oh, we could have. We didn't. Uh, how we end our show every week, uh, we do our final thought and our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. Ron, you're up first, my friend. Okay. So my final thought is for Everson Griffin, uh, the Vikings plays defensive end Everson Griffin on non football reserve, uh, basically for his mental health. Um, we go over this time and time again, and I don't want to really get into the reasons why he got put on it. Um, it's it's disturbing, and we keep we keep saying, you know, players have to be held accountable, and I know all that they do have to be held accountable, just like everybody else, just like you and me. Mm-hmm. But we really, really need some more help for these athletes like it it's it's obvious especially in the nba nfl rather yeah you're saying it more and more yep it it it's it's startling how often it happens in the nfl and there's gotta be there's gotta look the nfl makes a ton of money there is there is no way they can't afford help for these players that really need the help and most of them would probably take the help if it's offered to them yeah and absolutely. it's just not being offered I agree. and at some point the nfl they're the ones that are going to be 
um, responsible for some of these players' actions. Yep. Because it's clear that players are in distress, and it's clear that they need the help, and it's clear that the NFL hasn't done it. Yep. No, agreed. Agreed. Great points, man. I appreciate it. Uh, my final thought, real quick, nice, easy one. Uh, tomorrow is my wife's birthday. I just wanted to wish her a very happy birthday. I love you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for supporting Sports Unfolded and me. Uh, I look forward to spending a wonderful Sunday with her after the game. So, we, you know, a lot going on this weekend. But um, all our fans that have joined today, thank you so much. We appreciate everybody that's joined. We had a lot of joins. Thank you for all the bits today. SEC TV, thank you for adding us to your family. We appreciate oh. it. Ron? Faceless, yeah. thank you for the, for the bits. Yeah, for the bits, yep. Yeah. Take care, everybody out there. Ron, great show. Thank you again. Take care. All have right. A have night. a good night, everybody. Peace.